Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, give pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's got 40, something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. A miracle for the Titans. Here come the volunteers, wherever you listen throughout the world, it's football time in Tennessee. Welcome into Tennessee Talk Overtime. I am Noah McKay, joined by my guy Chase Hoke, recapping the Titans, heart-stopping, show-stopping, down to the wire, on your knees, begging, crying at times, but a win <laughs> over the Denver Broncos. The Titans start the season 1-0 with a 16-14 win over the Broncos. We're going to get to all of our live reaction, our thoughts, but first let's get to the housekeeping. Follow us on Twitter at TN Talk Pod. Like us on Facebook if you're new to the page. Click that like button. Give us a recommendation. Uh, five stars. Tell us why you like the show. Our Patreon is seven bucks a month. Gets you access into the private Tennessee Talkers group. Uh, we had a game thread in there tonight. It was popping. It was a lot of fun in there. I went live before the game. A lot of extra content continuing to come there. So that's pinned to the top of the page and in our latest post as well if you want to join that and get involved. Also hit share to a group. Type in Titans uh, Two-Tone Blue Uncensored. All the Titans groups you're in. All the sports groups you're in so we can recap Monday Night Football. The nightcap uh first of all good tuesday morning everybody it is 12 39 <laughs> central time currently and i told you we'd be here on tuesday morning and we are and chase i believe you're sharing it in all the fan groups so Absolutely. i'll start with some of my uh instant reaction number one the titans are one and no that's all i care about the titans came and is the titans start one and no i'm happy a win is a win in the national football league number two seems relatively healthy uh we don't have a Dory Jackson, Taylor Lewan. That was scary, uh, but he came back into the game. So not what I originally thought. You thought, oh my gosh, is that a torn ACL? Clearly doesn't look to be a torn ACL. So a healthy football team coming out after week one, one and oh, that's what you want. Um, the negatives, Steven Guskowski is Ubering home now currently from the uh, state of Colorado. He will no longer be a Titan after tomorrow. Thank you for that game winning field goal. We appreciate it, but also um, call Greg Joseph tomorrow, John Robinson. Thank actually right now. Call him right now because we need a new kicker. We'll get to all the kicking woes. But, Chase, the Titans are 1-0, and that's what's important right now. Yeah, I mean, the Titans are 1-0. That, that is the only thing that matters. But this is not the football team that I expected to show up tonight. I expected us, like you said pregame, no, I expected us to roll. I felt like we were clearly the better team coming into this game, especially on paper, and with Von Miller being out, you know, for the season, it looks like. Um yeah, and, and, and we just didn't deliver. You know, Tannehill came up with a big, big drive at the end of the game. Uh, Henry, in my opinion, did not look like the same Henry as he did last season, but it's early, and it's been a weird offseason. And then I've got to talk about Rashawn Evans. That was absolutely stupid that early in the game. That was yep. absolutely stupid. Goskowski yep. needs to be cut like now. I, yep. Like you said, Noah, thanks for the game winner. Go home. I shouldn't have to worry about a 25-yard field goal. But I was. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get to some of these comments real quick, and then and then we'll get into it. Um, 
Carlos says, uh, Trey says, Guskowski should be cut within the next hour. Yes, indeed. Uh, ugly W, but we still get the W, says Caleb. Trey says, if Guskowski has a job by tomorrow night, he'll be surprised. Absolutely. Mark says, the Titans look pretty bad. And Chase, that's something you were kind of hitting on there. Not, and I've got something to say about that, but let's get through all these. Uh, Taylor, why did the kicker suck? We should have won 23 to 14. Spot on. Just think we play the 1 0 Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about that game on Wednesday night. Uh, and, and, and I understand that the general reaction right now sloppy not necessarily pleased uh and i get it to a point but here's the thing the titans left 10 points on the field tonight so that tells me the titans were 12 points better than the broncos i think the broncos may be a playoff team this year i think they may be the last wild card team or the second to last wild card team you're 12 points better than that team I'm okay with. We've got a big problem at kicker that needs to be addressed. It needed to be addressed before. I don't know why Kaskowski was thought to be the answer. I don't know if he just had a bad night, what it was, but obviously that cannot be counted on again. But the Titans tonight on the field were 12 points better. I think that's a good offense. They shut them down tonight. They held them to 14 points. When you hold a team to 14 points, you should win in the National Football League. The offense was moving the ball down the field to get three field goal attempts that should have gone in. So, do you want them to punch that in? Obviously, but you can't convert every drive in the National Football League. So on a night where you don't have preseason, on a night where you don't, uh, you, you haven't had the OTAs in a weird 2020 where it was a little bit sloppy, you came out and were 12 points better. You moved the ball offensively. Your defense got the stops when they needed to. They forced a big turnover. They shut them down the one-yard line uh, with that big goal line stand. So I understand the general reaction, but I'm actually not that pessimistic. I liked a lot of what I saw tonight. That drive by Ryan Tannehill was big. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Do they have things to clean up? Yes. But the Titans were 12 points better than the Broncos tonight, and I can take that every day of the week. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, especially, you know, didn't have much of an offseason. There's no preseason and things like that. And, yeah, you know, if you look at the missed points, the Titans were 12 points better. But Goskowski missed those field goals, and it just shows how much of a liability our kicking game is. Yes. And, and what gets on my nerves is all offseason – you know, we're talking about Jadavion Clowney, Jadavion Clowney, and everybody's complaining how the Titans don't have a kicker. Well, guess what? They did have a kicker, and then they go out and sign a guy, and everybody's jumping for joy, and this dude is pulling a Cairo Santos, man. Like, like honestly. It, 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 so, yeah, the kicking's a problem. No one, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, I oh, know the you're kicking not. was good. I know so, you're not. But if the, your biggest problem is a kicker, and I think there's a good one out there. His name is Greg Joseph. I don't know if you remember him, but he didn't <laughs> miss a kick last year. He got to attempt one, and it was an arrowhead, and he was money on all his extra points, right? Because Kowski wasn't tonight. I think Greg Joseph is this team's kicker tomorrow. I, yeah. I think John Robinson learned his lesson that just because a guy played in New England doesn't mean he's going to be a great player for you. And just because he's had a good career doesn't mean he's going to be a great player for you. So uh, I, I think J-Rob learns his lesson on that one tonight. But... The defense, right? Let's talk about this defense for a minute. Oh, Jason. yeah, absolutely. The kicker. <laughs> now, the defense had some moments where it was like, oh, they, they let them march down the field. But this is the Denver offense. Jerry Judy's a weapon. Now, he got a couple of drops tonight. Thank you for that. But he's a weapon. Noah Fant is a problem. They adjusted to Noah Fant. And it's a team that was playing without their middle linebacker because Rashawn Evans did a very stupid thing. Rashawn Evans deserved to get thrown out of the game. He did a very stupid thing. He got what's coming to him. But when you're playing without your, your anchor middle linebacker, that creates an issue. Right. But this defense held an explosive offense to 14 points tonight, and, and that's a positive out of this game. The offense deserved to score uh, 16, 28, uh, 20, 
whatever it is. You you ten points more. Twenty six points. It's one a.m. Sorry, everybody. They deserve to score twenty six points. If you score twenty six points and you hold a team to fourteen points. You're going to be a really highly ranked offense and a really highly ranked defense. Uh, the kicker was a problem, but there are positives to take out of this game, and the biggest one is you're one to know. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly that there's a lot of positives to come out of this game. The biggest negative is the kicking, but guess what? You've got Greg Joseph out there. Just ask him to come back. He's going to. He needs a job. Uh, but, no, there's a lot of positive, especially defensively. You've seen Clowney get after Drew Locke tonight. You've seen Harold Landry with a big pressure on mm -hmm. Drew Locke late in the game. That was huge. I mean, that that was the ball game right there, honestly. And, and you know, the ESPN crew said at one point in the second quarter, like, Jadavian Clowney hasn't done anything. And I'm thinking, are you watching the same game I'm watching? Because what I'm watching is exactly what I said was going to happen. They're double-teaming Jadavian Clowney every play. Other players are coming free. Now, Vic Fangio did a great job, and Pat Shermer did a great job drawing up plays for Drew Locke to get that ball out of his hands, right? He was getting it out two-step drops. There was consistent times, especially in that first half, where Jadavian Clowney was chasing him, and he's running away and throwing it on the run. That's what you want. Move that guy off his spot. So did the pass rush get home as much as they need to? No, but you saw some of that push. It looked different today than it did last year, and if you don't see that, I can't help you. Yeah, no, 100% look right. different. And you got to remember, Rashawn Evans missed three quarters of this ball game. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's a big piece. Huge. And, and I'm going to hit some of these comments. Hope says one of the biggest positives after the weird offseason is we didn't have any bad injuries, like a lot of the league did, plus the win. Exactly right. Uh, Tony, Greg was fine. Not sure why he ain't there. I, you guys know this if you watch the show. I've been all on the Greg Joseph train. I think Greg Joseph is a is a solid kicker, and that's why they signed him for three years. And I, I think the allure of Goskowski kind of reached out to, to John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. That's done. Tomorrow it needs to be Greg Joseph as the kicker of this football team. He's still out there. Uh, I, I think it's an easy decision to make. Uh, and and Hauschka's there too, but I think it's Greg Joseph. I don't think Rashawn Evans gets suspended. He missed the majority of this game. Uh, he's not getting suspended, Taylor. I'd be surprised by it. Uh, Carson says, even though AJ dropped the game-winning pass, he still looked great. See, and, and I want to talk about this because we also got a Corey Davis comment, Chase. And this was a very interesting game for the receivers. And I got the box score pulled up, so we'll I'll lead off with this and get your thoughts. Corey Davis. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Seven receptions, <laughs> 101 yards, 14.4 yards for catch. AJ Brown, five receptions, 39 yards. So tonight, just tonight, I think, the wide receiver one was Corey Davis. Thoughts on Corey Davis's performance, Chase? I think Corey Davis looked great tonight. I feel like he you, he actually looked healthy, and he looked like a guy that you would have drafted top five. Yep. He, he made some he made a spectacular catch there on the sideline, uh, was running really great routes, and, and he looked like what we expected Corey Davis to be. Now, do I think this is going to be something that continues? I do not know. I did say I did say that I think he's going to be the Titans' breakout player. Uh, he started on the right foot tonight. I do want to see A.J. Brown get more involved. But honestly, I think if Corey Davis is able to continue that, we're having a different discussion at Corey Davis at the end of the year. Well, and they did a great job of getting A.J. Brown into the game in the second half. He yeah, they did. In that first half, A.J. Boye went down with an injury, and then they started feeding the ball to A.J. Brown. Should have had that touchdown. I, I was very nervous, of course, on the Giskowski. Didn't have that touchdown. Didn't come. Uh, Trey says Vrabel's game plan was beautiful. Controlled the time of possession. They did that beautifully. Giskowski had other plans, but Vrabel's time management is improving a lot. Tony with a great point. Denver's D is good, even without Vaughn. Move the ball, and aside from a couple of bad throws, some drops, and some run blocking. Promising. Yeah, uh, 
I think Denver's a decent football team. Like I said, I think they may be a playoff team at the end of the year. But as we get to the receivers, number one, great performance by Corey Davis. Credit where it's due. It's the first time in a while since probably the Eagles game a couple of years ago. We were like, yeah. there's the Corey Davis we were talking about. But here's what I love about this game plan, why I'm optimistic about the offense that should have scored 26 points tonight. I think they're going to continue to improve now that they play the game and are practicing you know, normally again target or receptions davis seven humphrey six brown five smith four henry three any given week especially those top four you can see aj brown jumping up with eight receptions but you don't you no longer with all the weapons on this team it's what we talked about in the offseason chase you no longer have just one guy you can lock down because if you lock down aj brown here comes Corey davis you lock Corey davis adam humphreys who was a third down monster exactly what you wanted out of adam humphreys that's why they're paying him 170 million dollars a year it seems like to convert third downs so I love the design of this offense now because even Derrick Henry, who did not have a big game by Derrick Henry standards, the Broncos did a great job slowing him down. Yeah. The offense still was productive, and that's what's critically important. I know 16 points doesn't seem like a lot, but they should have had 26. Now, I agree with you. And then Dion says that Corey Davis looked like the 2018 Corey Davis. Mark says that he looked like a wide receiver too. Mark, come on, man. Not tonight. You got to give, you gotta give credit to where it's due. Uh, Corey, Corey, he says contract Corey showed up. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, we declined his fifth year option. He, he has no guarantees after this year anywhere. Of course, we know a team's going to sign him, but I think Corey Davis wants to stay in Nashville. I, I mean, I think any player usually wants to stay where they're drafted and, and he's got to perform to earn that contract because right now, I'm not willing to pay him what he's going to be asking for. I agree. Uh, Tony says, I love seeing Henry getting targets. Derek Henry caught the ball tonight. And you got to get now. I'm going to give a little bit of leeway here, and I'm going to get to another comment here by Carson because he says Khalif Raymond isn't showing up when he needs to be. That first half, you saw like three third downs in a row where there were drops. AJ Brown dropped the ball. Johnny Smith got hit, not necessarily a drop. And then Khalif Raymond dropped the ball. Um, you haven't played a lot, no preseason. Maybe that's some of it. Now, on the Khalif Raymond thing, Khalif Raymond is the latest installment of Titans preseason wide receiver hype that doesn't pan out. It's been Tajay Sharp before. It's been Cody Hollister before. It's been Tajay Sharp again. Uh, you know, every year there's a receiver. <laughs> Khalif Raymond is Mason Kinsey. <laughs> He's the wide receiver four of this team. He has a niche role as that gadget player. But there's the hype train that always gets behind a Titans wide receiver. Okay, Khalif Raymond is not going to be the dude. The dude is Corey Davis. The dude is A.J. Brown. And the dude is Adam Humphreys, along with Jonu Smith, who had a very nice game tonight as well. Yeah, no, I think Johnny looked great. And one thing I do like seeing, you know, Darrington Evans is out. But there was times where you see Johnny Smith lining up as the tailback. And, and I love that because it's third down. Johnny can carry the football. He showed that he's got good vision when the ball's in his hands. And then also he's a he's a very vital pass catching option out of the backfield. You know, if, if you do have to sub Henry out. And I know another point I wanted to get to is I've seen it a lot in the Patreon group talking about you know, uh, Khalif Raymond and Cody Hollister in here on third downs. I don't think that's something that they were particularly wanting to do, but playing in that altitude, not having time to adjust, I think it was one of those you just had to you had to do it. Yeah, and good question here. I'm going to get it from Carson uh, if I can find it. Uh, do you all think Henry was playing through an injury? He was diving to avoid hits when he usually runs through people. Uh, no, 
I do think Derrick Henry had a rough game. Now, I think a lot of that, you got to give some credit to Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio, once again, like I talked about on Wednesday, was dialing up, getting those safeties into the box. They were constantly shooting through the line. And I was begging all game for the Titans to run a corner route to Johnny Smith. All you had to do was run a play action on first down and hit Johnny on a corner route and would have been a touchdown. Arthur Smith didn't do it. I don't know why he didn't do it, but it was there. But I think that's the biggest reason why. You know, Derrick Henry is a great running back. But they did a good job of shutting him down. Not every team has the personnel to do it like Denver was able to do it tonight or the skills and and the coaching to do that properly. But Denver has found that formula. It's the exact same thing Kansas City did last year. But the beautiful part about this team was they were still should have scored 26 points tonight, even with Derrick Henry having a rough game. But no, I don't think he's injured. And yes, he's going to run over his kids next week uh, against Jackson. (laughs) Yeah, I I think Derrick Henry's fully healthy. Um and honestly, as, as I had some negatives, we got the win. That's honestly all that matters to me. But one thing that I found was intriguing is Arthur Smith, you touched on it with the play action. We were really moving the football in the first half. And then mm-hmm. in the second half, it's kind of like we went away from it. I'm not sure why we went away from it there, but I'd like to see that to be something that we're going to continue for four quarters because it keeps the linebackers on their toes. Uh, and Roy, we're glad that you're here too. I uh, hope everybody watching hits that share button so people can come talk Titans with us. Uh, no reason to be mad after a win. You know, there's things to talk about, things to fix, things to discuss, but you're 1-0 in the National Football League, so there's no reason to be mad uh, today uh, when, when your team is sitting at 1-0. One thing I do want to talk about because it's not going to get talked about a lot, but I heard nonstop the Titans can't run the ball. And by the way, so we just did all that about Derrick Henry. 31 carries, <laughs> 116 yards. Dude had 100 yards. So if right now we can do the on pace thing. He's on pace for uh, 1,700 yards, and he had a bad game. 1,700 <laughs> yards. So let's just be clear about that. His rough game was 1,700 yards. Uh, but I heard it here all offseason. Brian Tannehill can't win it when the running game's not working. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. The Titans can't win right. with Ryan Tannehill, right? Well, I think we're on agreement. 3.7 yards per carry for the Kings, not a great night. Uh, but how about 29 of 43 for 249 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, two sacks? I, I think that's a pretty good stat line for the quarterback one. Yeah. And most importantly, a game-winning drive. And I tweeted out at TN Talk Pod. Go follow it on Twitter. And I did it a couple times, and he converted the second time. $114 million quarterback, you needed a $114 million drive. And Ryan Tannehill delivered a $114 million drive to win that football game tonight. Yeah, and I mean, you also commented on that in the Patreon game thread, which if you haven't subscribed, guys, go subscribe. It's been since off the page, 7 bucks a month. It's just nice a cup plug. of coffee. Nice it's just plug. a cup of coffee. Yes, indeed. But uh, it, the, the Tannehill thing is not going to get credit again. And people are going to say they only scored 16 points. Yeah, but they should have scored 26. And it did it in a game when Derrick Henry averaged less than four yards per carry. And Ryan Tannehill showed up again. And I tweeted out last night. I was watching games yesterday. Ryan Tannehill's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I watched those two play. Dak Prescott didn't come up with the $100 million drive. Ryan Tannehill did tonight. And you can say whatever you want about the game and sloppiness, et cetera, et cetera. And he missed a couple of throws because that's going to happen in the NFL. But when winning time came, Ryan Tannehill delivered. And it's the same thing we saw last year. And it's why I was terrified. And by the way, perfect ball to A.J. Brown. He's got to get under that on the fade route in the end zone. So he should have had that third touchdown. He delivered the drive. And I have confidence in this Titans quarterback to deliver the drive when he needs to. And Denver may be a playoff team and a team that if the Titans do what they should do this year, you may see them again, like early in the playoffs. So 
you have already proven you can march down the field against Denver when winning time comes and win the game against a good defense. That is what's impressive about Ryan Tannehill's performance. I'm so glad you talked about that fade route there to A.J. Brown because I seen a comment earlier where someone was saying that was an uncatchable football. In what world is that uncatchable? Because A.J. Brown, if you go back and watch, he knew he should have had the football. As, as soon as it – you know, as soon as it hit the ground, he knew that he should have got under that, and that should have been his ball. Yeah, and, and I think A.J. would admit that wasn't his best game. It really wasn't. I don't know if something was – I know he got twisted up on a little bit. I don't – I couldn't really – maybe he was just gassed. It's – they're a mile high for a reason. They call it mile high. So, I mean, it's hard to breathe up there. But uh, A.J. didn't have his best game. He still got five catches, six catches, whatever I said it was. Uh, Corey had a better game, and that's the beautiful part about this football team. You can take out somebody or two people. You can neutralize Derrick Henry and neutralize A.J. Brown and still give up what should have been 26 points but still lose the football game. This team can win in a variety of ways, and I think they're built where they can win shootouts if they need to. They're built where they can win a defensive slugfest like tonight if they need to, and that is a testament to, not always our best friend on the show, but that's a testament to the way John Robinson has built this team because not everybody was clicking tonight. It wasn't perfect, but you got the win. And now you're sitting at 1-0 with Jacksonville ahead of you. Don't do what the Colts did and overlook them. You have a yeah. golden opportunity to start 2-0 and and lead the division by at least a game. That is so critically important, and it's why that kick by Steven Guskowski tonight and his final kick as an NFL professional player, Lord willing, uh, was so important that he put that through the uprights tonight. Yeah, I mean, anytime I have to sit there and literally cover my eyes because I'm afraid we're going to miss this kick, like, and it's only a 25 yard. That's insane. But I think we have a great shot to start two and zero. And then looking ahead, the Vikings don't have uh, Hunter. They don't have Hunter on the defensive, so you got a shot there. But I like what you said because this team is built to win a close game like tonight. It is built for a slugfest. Look at Kansas City in the regular season yep. last year yep. uh, and, and other games. This team is built to beat you so many different ways that if you go out and you stop A.J. Brown, well, like you said, we've got Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. We have Derrick Henry. We have Jonu Smith. Michael Pruitt looked good tonight. And Ferkshire, great came up, and Ferkshire came up with some big catches. I mean, just the depth on this team alone is huge. And even though, like we said, Rashawn Evans wasn't there, it wasn't like the defense just all of a sudden was so much worse than what it was before. You're, you're, you're spot on. So I, I, there are some negatives, right? But quite frankly, and I, and I want everybody to think about this because I, I think that there's probably – my gut is, and I've seen kind of it, and some of some people are not. My gut is that a lot of people are going to feel a little bit negative out of this game. right? It's going to be one of those wins that's not a big celebration win. It's a uh-oh type of game. But I want you to consider this. Let's just imagine – that Steven Guskowski is not a garbage can tonight. That Steven Guskowski makes his kicks. And the Titans win this game 26-14 to on the road. Monday night football, it's comfortable at the end of the game, right? I think everybody feels good about that. So if the Titans have a good kicker, you feel good? That means I feel good about the Titans because I think they're going to get a better kicker. It's not going to be Guskowski. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be better. And the Titans are 12 points better than a playoff team. And we'll get to it on Wednesday, but they're going to steamroll the Jags next week and, and really show something. The other thing I like about this re result, Chase, is it does not allow for complacency. If you come out and you steamroll through Denver, you could have some complacency next week. There's no reason for this team to be complacent when they had to put together a drive at the last minute to win the ball game, right? I, I think – that, that, that's critically important, and the question's pinned in, what are your feelings on the Titans heading into week two? You don't, you can't be complacent, and that is a positive when your team is 1-0 and and has no reason to say, ah, we're good, we got everything figured out. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you can't get complacent at all because there is a lot you need to figure out. The the Jaguars just went and beat the Colts, who everybody was talking about. They should be competing for the division. Well, one, no, they shouldn't because, like Noah has said numerous times on the show, they've got old man Winston as their quarterback. We saw that. We saw it yesterday. We saw it. Yeah, no, we did. And and this team, you did go out and you get the win. You're, you should have a much improved kicker by, you know, in a few hours here, honestly. It's 1 a.m., uh, <laughs> it's crazy. We're actually doing an overtime the next day. <laughs> oh, Austin. And, and here's the thing, Austin. And he says Clowney looked gassed all night. He looked a little gassed, but they all did. First of all, second of all, he looked effective. He was moving people. They, and there was a play and it actually ended up being like an eight yard run. And that was kind of the problem tonight for this defense. They were getting in the backfield and they couldn't make the tackle. And I think part of that is you haven't been able to tackle yet. They, and we talked about that, uh, for the, being effective for the Titans, but I think it actually helped the Broncos tonight. They got to Melvin Gordon a few times in the backfield and couldn't bring him down. Uh, mm -hmm. But there was one play where it turned out being an eight-yard run, and they triple-teamed Jadavian Clowney. He spin-moved off of the left tackle. The tight end was there. He got off of him, and the left tackle or and the left guard was there to hit him again. Like He got triple-teamed, and that's what Jadavian Clowney does for you. I, I'm, excited about, um, I, I'm excited about that as well. Let's get to some of these. Uh, Chuck, Matt Gay is available. It's going to be Greg Joseph. Somebody asked, what are the uh, chances that Gostowski is the kicker next Sunday? Negative 1,000. There's yeah. no way. There's no earthly way that they don't make a move at kicker this week, tomorrow. I mean, and it's going to be great. Maybe it's it's either Greg Joseph or Tucker McCann, right? They kept Tucker McCann on the practice squad. They liked something they saw out of him. But I, my strong suspicion is Greg Joseph is the kicker on Sunday at Nissan Stadium. Right, yeah, I think Greg Joseph's going to come back to this team and be the kicker. I want to get it to a comment here because we do cover the Vols here. And Reed says, happy for VFL. A.J. Johnson finally getting to live his dream. Haiti got robbed of a few years but playing out of his mind like we knew he could. Yeah, I mean, he had a phenomenal game. Uh, not, not Yeah, it wasn't enough. Thank God it wasn't enough that, the, you know, the Titans got the win. But, no, that's another intriguing point there of another team that we cover is seeing a guy like that who was so successful in college be able to translate into the NFL. But yeah. getting back Caleb to with the a Titans. Great, and Caleb with a great point. What What's y'all's thoughts on Titans tempo when they went tempo? I love this team in tempo. I, I, think, it, I yeah. think it's great. Now, I think it's hard to run that more when you're an out to a mile high in the first game of the season and after a weird offseason. I think, you know, as you get into the coming weeks, you'll see more of that. But I love the way this offense is in tempo because it continues. The more ways you keep the defense off balance, I like. And this is a Titans team that can really keep the defense off balance, as you saw tonight. I agree with you. I, I think when this team wants to move the football and when they want to put their foot on the gas, they're going to go to that high-tempo offense, and they're going to do so effectively all season long. And, and that's what I like is, like you said, no, they can keep the defense on their toes because there's times they're going to slow it down, and then there's times they're going to speed it up. And, and if you can run that high-tempo offense effectively and prevent that defense from being able to sub in guys, that's always going to be an advantage. And Dion says, slow down. No, we weren't going to go O-line in the first round either. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be really surprised if the dude who just missed three field goals and an extra point is the kicker next week. I'll, I'll be disappointed uh, f with that for sure. But I, I think the Titans – and this is the beautiful thing because it's not just the weapons, right? This team has the weapons. AJ, Corey, Humphreys, uh, Janu. It's the amount of different – this team – can load up and go three tight ends and run it down your throat or throw out of a three tight end set. This team can spread it out and go four wide receivers in a tight end on the field or even five wide receivers, right? This team, when Darrington Evans gets here, can throw Darrington Evans out of the backfield, can have Evans and Henry. It's 
And people always say, oh, the Titans are a run-first football team. Obviously, when you have a monster, you want to feed the monster <laughs> the ball. But tonight, the monster wasn't very effective, and they still moved the ball, right? It was just because Kowski couldn't kick, but you still moved the ball. So there's so many different ways, and this team doesn't even have to have the same identity. Like, if they need to throw it 40 times, however many times, uh, Tannehill threw the ball 43 times. And they yeah. won the football game, and they should have won it by 12. I mean, this team can beat you so many different ways. And that's the thing everybody in the national media has missed about this team. It's the reason why I picked this team to win a championship. And I'm not changing that pick after tonight because there's so many ways this team can beat you. Yeah, this team is built to go out and win a championship. It's built to go win a Super Bowl. And I, I, I fully believe now after seeing this game when Vrabel was talking about how Henry's improved as a pass catcher, all it took was that one pass. On I think it was third down, and I said, "Okay, he doesn't catch that last year, yep. but he, he caught it this year, and he was covered." You know. Yep. Uh, good night, Austin. Appreciate you tuning in, my friend. Uh, or good morning, I guess I should say. It's one o five a.m. Central Time, and we are still here talking Titans. It's crazy. Um, I'm really upset that I had to sit through that garbage Steelers Giants game before I could watch the Titans. That yeah. was a joke. We could have just gotten to the main event of the evening. Uh, but there is a reason the main event goes on last, and Derek Henry and the Titans are the main event. Uh, RJ says Henry owns the Jags. Yes, RJ, and we will talk about that game on Wednesday night at 8:30 p.m. Central Time, full-length episode of the show. We were so slept on, it's unbelievable. Says Carson, you're absolutely right. And buckle up, everybody. The respect's not coming this week. The respect is not coming this week. We're going to get no. disrespected. I guarantee you, way too many people pick the Jags. Yeah. I take that one to the bank. Remember that I said it. Way too many people uh, are going to pick the Jags. Michael, with the obvious comment of the night, our kicking problem needs to be fixed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. It needs to be fixed. And there's this video of me at the NFL draft banging one home from 35 yards. So Titans call me. I'd be happy to lace them up. Uh, get my soccer cleats out for you to go boom a few kicks in because uh, God knows it couldn't be worse. <laughs> but and here's what I said before the kick. If Guskowski makes that kick, all is forgiven. I don't forget. I didn't right. forget. Right. Uh, Guskowski needs to be cut. But thank you because he is the reason, well, a reason why we won the football game. I think him making that kick is the reason he's going to be able to get a free flight back home. He made the kick, and it was good to see the team rally behind him. He made the kick. I, I've never been on my knees for a 25-yard field goal before. But I was on my knees in front of my TV before that 25-yard field goal, and, and he made the kick. Uh, yes, Roy, we miss you very much. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I don't hate you at all. Uh, you're you're one of my favorite viewers, actually. <laughs> you are. I don't know why he's laughing. I don't know why. He's, I, I mean, I don't know why I'm you're laughing, laughing, Chase. I'm laughing because I don't know why he said that. I don't hate him at all. I don't think you've ever said nothing to Roy. No, I like Roy. <laughs> Not all his takes are now. On, if it's, but that's if okay. it's Mark, if it's Mark, now I understand. Yeah, Mark, Mark's a different story. Uh, Caleb says Ryan Tannehill has 10 weeks, 10 wins since week seven of 2019, one less than Mahomes. Yeah. And and there's this, the, the saying on this show, Chase, is that Ryan Tannehill slander will not be tolerated. Once again, Ryan Tannehill slander will not be tolerated because I saw a lot of big quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, uh, the list goes on and on this weekend. Didn't make the drive when they were supposed to make the drive. And Ryan Tannehill made the drive. And this league is full of close games. It's not going to be pretty every week. But when it comes time to make the $114 million drive, Ryan Tannehill, the boy in 17, made the drive, and he usually makes that drive. I can't yep. remember a time where he didn't make the drive. And sometimes the Titans just get outplayed. Last year in Arrowhead, there was no opportunity for the drive. Right. The series. But yep. when it's time for that one drive to win the game, Ryan Tannehill makes that drive. 
Yeah, and, and there's some things with Tannehill that just honest. I love Tannehill. That there's some things that legitimately scare me and worry me. Like when he's about to get that taken down for a second, he just throws the ball up. I I do not like that. Like I get nervous every single time. But I guess he knows what he's doing because I haven't seen him really get picked off doing that yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael says our defense didn't get a single sack. That means that needs to be improved so that we can make the playoffs this year. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Uh, that this team needs obviously needs to get home more. But like I said earlier, Vic Fangio did a really good job, or Pat Shermer did a really good job drawing up passes for Drew Locke to get the ball out because the Titans were coming. Like there's several times when he was running for his life and got the ball away. And so sometimes that's just what the opposing team does. It was a quick rhythm offense for them, and it's hard to get sacks, but they impacted the play. And Mm -hmm. the defense gave up 14 points tonight. You give up 14 points a game, you're going to win a lot of football games. So I'm okay with the defense, and I'm okay with the pass rush. They were better tonight than they were last year. Yeah, and then coming into the game, we had questions on Christian Fulton. I didn't hear his name a lot tonight. That's typically a good sign when you're playing corner. You're not getting beat. Yep. Uh, Clowney did get a sack. They didn't credit him with the sack. So the fumble where Clowney came off the edge that was a sack, for some reason is not credited to him with a sack. And I have the box score in front of me. I'll double check it. But I believe, yeah, no sacks for the Titans defense tonight. Five tackle for losses, though. That's a positive. And there's things to work on. But you got to keep some perspective here. It's week one in a weird 2020 with the weirdest offseason in history. Mm-hmm. And you are 1-0 without a serious injury. Thank you. We're on to Jacksonville. And yeah, that needs to that's be huge. Thank that's you. Huge. And you have a chance to go 2-0. And you start 2-0, then you have a chance to start 3-0. One game at a time. You get the win in the National Football League, and you don't lose anybody for the season or for a long period of time at all. Thank you. On to Jacksonville. And that needs to be the mentality. I agree with you. And and we're still in the process of fully getting healthy. Just wait until Vic Beasley comes back and Adoree Jackson. And one thing with Jadavion Clowney, yeah, sure, there were times he looked gassed tonight. But, man, he looked healthy. And he looked fast. Yep. Him and Harold Landry, I'm telling you, man. And then when Vic Beasley comes back, if you can just get some, just get half of what he did in 2016, this defense is scary. It absolutely is scary. And you saw tonight, and I will watch the game pack and report on Wednesday. Don't miss that episode at 8.30 p.m. We'll go through it, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Hopefully, we'll get some video up on the show. So stay tuned for that. But what I saw to my naked eye at the first, you know, just watching the game on the broadcast was this team was moving off the defensive line. They didn't tackle well in the backfield. They should have had more tackle for losses, but it was different. They were getting pushed, and Jadavian Clowney was getting a lot of attention, which is what you want because then it opens up Harold Landry. And Harold Landry is directly responsible for this win in one way. He got him off the field. He got them off yeah. the field when you had to. And the Titans got the ball back with like three minutes to go in the game instead of a minute and a half. And that's the difference in the ball game. By getting to Drew Locke, he didn't force a sack, but he forced an incompletion. That was directly responsible. The Titans don't win the game without that play. So you have to give credit there. And Harold Landry doesn't make that play if Jadavian Clowney is not drawing all the attention on the other side. And you saw them consistently drawing up Clowney on the other side of Harold Landry. And you're going to see that all year until Vic Beasley comes back. And then you get to move Clowney around. And that's the exciting thing. Uh, oh, man, I, I cannot wait. Yeah, and and everyone's now talking about the Jags. But, Chase, it's 1-11 a.m. And we <laughs> I got to work in the morning. We have work tomorrow. <laughs> so we have uh, uh, we have jobs that we have to go to in the morning. Uh, but we will be hyped up about this win. So I think after a good 35-minute overtime, yeah. we will wrap it up with the housekeeping. But let me, let me, t- let me say something real quick. Yes, we sir. wouldn't have to have – this could be our job. 
if we can have people subscribe to our Patreon. And I will tell them how to do that in just a moment. Absolutely. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, at TN Talk Pod. Like us on Facebook. If you're new to the page, smash that like button. Uh, we just hit 2,000. Thank you very much for 2,000 likes. Um, well, hopefully, we're at 3,000 by the time this show goes off. We would love that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we appreciate all 2,000 of you and everybody watching every week. We appreciate you so very much. Uh, give us a recommendation, five stars if you like the show. And our Patreon. It is seven bucks a month. It gets you access into the private Tennessee Talkers group. Bunch of subscribers in here tonight. Dion is here. Uh, Travis, I'm sure we'll watch later. Hope was in here. We love all of you. It's how we pay for this software we're using so that we can be 100 miles apart and still do this show. Uh, it's how we pay for that backdrop, everything that you don't even see behind uh, behind the scenes. And so we appreciate them. And a lot of content has been coming to them recently, and more is going to continue to come. So that is 10 to the top of the page. We will see you on Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Central Time for a full-length episode of the show. We will talk about Titans Week 2, maybe some other stuff. Uh, and if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can tell us what you want us to talk about, and we will talk about it. Um, so 8.30 p.m. Central Time, we'll talk about how the Titans are going to beat up on the Jaguars next week. But the important thing is the Titans are 1-0. With a 16-14 win. Yeah. And they will have a new kicker tomorrow, Lord willing. All right. That is Tennessee Talk Overtime. I'm Noah McKay. I'm Chase Oak. See ya. See ya. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's got 40, something. 50, He's got 40, it. He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! A miracle for the Titans! Rebound with the score! Watch with the score! Ah, yeah! Go ahead! Here come the volunteers! Wherever you listen throughout the world, it's football time in Tennessee!